Welcome to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, strategy consultant and your guide to making confident decisions. This podcast allows you to accelerate your personal and professional development while growing a profitable online business. Let's dive in because your next level of success is within reach once you decide to dream loudly. We are getting to that time of year where if you haven't filed your taxes, go file your taxes, people. Um, But I'm really excited to bring today's guest in. She is a licensed CPA and a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, Um, actually has a book as well to kind of help you with this. But whether you are on day one of your business or you've been doing this a million years, we all need accountants to support our work. And so I'm so excited to have Crystal Lynn Shelton on the show today. Thank you so much, Kristen. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So you are a licensed CPA. And so as we have this conversation, I want everyone to really um, be able to to grab up all the knowledge about numbers. I feel like a lot of creative people get scared when they think anything numbers related. (laughs) Before we start this, you know, podcast recording and dive into what you do and what got you started, Um, I think it's really important for us to bring all of who we are to the surface. And so Mm -hmm. if it wasn't going down this accounting route, what is another business that you might've thought about or explored or wanted to tap? So um, my very first, what I'll call real job was I worked uh, at a skating rink. And so this was in the ninth grade. It was my very first job. I started out working in the concession stand and then, you know, kind of moved up and got promoted to what they call the ticket booth, right? The entrance. And so one of the things I loved about that job was after working a six or seven hour shift, I would put on my skates and skate until closing time. So I've I always wanted to own my own skating rink. Believe it or not, this is probably like <laughs> just totally out of left field. But I enjoyed how much not only kids who had like their birthday parties there, but how much when we had an, a different nights for adults who would come there and they would have their birthday parties too. So I think it's just a fun place for kids and adults to enjoy. And I love music and I love skating. And so for me, um, that's something that I just think one of these days I'm going to have my own skating rink. So I've just, <laughs> I just for whatever reason. I feel like that's, that's one of those. That's it for me. <laughs> no, I feel like that's one of those nostalgic things that like, who doesn't want to go skating? It's just like, yeah, I'll come with you. So I think just for right. you to kind of embrace that type of environment, like, let's go have some fun. Let's just like let your hair down or up in a bun, but like relax. (laughs) There is always a good playlist on every time I've been skating as well. So I think that's that's a solid dream to have. I hope you get there and decide to open it. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So your first job was a ticket booth. So you were kind of involved with some numbers and counting, Um, but how did you end up you know, becoming a CPA? What got you started on that journey? In the 10th grade, I took a record keeping class um, as an elective. And the gentleman that taught the class had his own CPA firm. And by the end of that class, I literally was like, I'm going to open up my own firm one day. Um, I enjoyed the class thoroughly. I really liked it. I made the decision to major in accounting 
And um, that's what I did when I got to college and eventually sat for the CPA exam and became a CPA. But it was in the 10th grade in high school that I decided I wanted to be a CPA, believe it or not. <laughs> I, I love that. And I love that you pursued it. A lot of times when I'm working with clients and they're like, you know, I'm not sure what type of business I should start, or I don't know if I can. A lot of times I'm like, what did you love doing when you were a teenager? What did you love doing when yeah. you were a child growing up? And a lot of those passions and those things that interested you lead us to the business that we have. And it might look differently. You know, I just made the joke like, hey, you were in a ticket booth and now you are a CPA. <laughs> right. It might not look exactly like it, but a lot of those mm -hmm. interests and passions are in us from such a young age. And it's just about figuring out how to pursue that journey. So I love that you yep. found it at such a young age because not everyone does. Some people go on a roller coaster and take a couple left turns before yeah. they eventually get to where they need to. So glad you had mm -hmm. that opportunity to take a class, you know, that got you that and put you on the path to where you are as well. But mm -hmm. you kind of went the corporate route. You did all the Fortune 500 companies and all the things we're I did. supposed <laughs> to do. Um, so what, what was kind of that, that caveat or that catalyst for you to say like, okay, it's time for me to open up my own place and not just working for others. I was working at the time at uh, Paramount Pictures as the uh, director of accounting. And one of the projects that I was tasked with was um, teaching my staff how to use this new accounting software system that we were converting to. And I had the option, you know, to have one of the consultants uh, at the software company, you know, teach my staff how to use the software. But I decided to do it because I really enjoyed teaching people and training people. And so one of the things as a manager that I did was whenever I hired someone, I was the person that trained them on how to do their job. And so I'm probably, I thought, hey, I'm probably the best person to teach my staff because I can speak their language. I know what they're doing. And then I know what it's going to take for them to do their task in the new system. And so <clears throat> I'd never done this before, but I created the training materials, booked the training rooms, delivered the training. And I mean, it was the best time. I worked 60, 70 hour weeks to do it, but I loved it. And so I would say that's kind of when I say I got bit by the training bug, so to speak, is I really realized how passionate I was about teaching people. And so I pursued the QuickBooks certification, and just started getting clients um, kind of like on the side, like most small business owners. I had my nine to five, Monday through Friday, but then on the weekends, I met with my clients. And so it sort of just grew from there. But I would say definitely working, you know, 60 to 70 hour weeks at corporate, not taking much vacation time um, was a definite, a big motivator for me um, for starting my business. Yeah. I mean, even when you start your business, you might be working 60, 70 hours a week, but to, <laughs> to at least take right. that vacation time, that's something <clears throat> that, um, you know, a lot of us are, are scared to do. How do we figure that out? How do we balance it? So finding out mm -hmm. what motivated you to, to kind of pursue what's next. Um, for you. And I love that you acknowledged, you know, starting as a side business. I feel like we mm -hmm. make it, you know, social media kind of makes it seem like people woke up one day, like <laughs> quitting my job, starting a business and I'm a millionaire tomorrow. And it's like, man, 
formally. Um, so, right. so I love that you're saying, you know, I had my nine to five. I kept that. I built something on this side and then eventually, you know, it turned into what you were, um, what mm -hmm. you're doing now. So I'd love for you to kind of share, you know, now that you are no longer in corporate, but how, how are you really um, growing your own business and what is it that you focus on? So for my business, I um, focus on three primary ways to connect with my clients. Um, everyone has different learning styles and different ways of, you know, and a different budget, right? Some people have a budget for bookkeeping and accounting and some people, you know, they're bootstrapping it. Um, and so the first way that I connect with my clients, especially those who are um, more of on a budget is I recommend my book. So I have a how-to guide that teaches accounting and bookkeeping concepts to small business owners. It's called Mastering QuickBooks 2023. And so that book, the audience that I am reaching is basically your typical small business owner who has no accounting or bookkeeping background whatsoever, right? So I break everything down into simple, easy to understand language, not a lot of accounting jargon, because that's just confusing and overwhelming, right? You don't talk um, about so the analogies. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but... <laughs> you break it down. I love it. Absolutely. But we break it down, right? So that's like the first way. Um, the second way is through coaching sessions. And so my typical coaching sessions are about 90 minutes each. And typically it's over Zoom because my clients are located, you know, all over the United States. But um, we spend some time just finding out, I find out where that client is in their journey for their books. Um, because people, like you said, are just starting out or some people have been, some people have been doing this for years and just kind of turned a blind eye to their books. Um, or allowed someone else to manage it, bookkeep, a bookkeeper, for example, and they never really knew what was going on. And so I meet with my clients, maybe two or three coaching sessions, and we get their books set up properly. I get them trained so they know how to keep it up to date. And believe it or not, I my goal is always to get my clients to a point where they don't need me anymore. And so that's my goal. Um, we may have check-ins monthly or quarterly if they if they want that. I'm absolutely always open to doing that. But my goal is I want to empower them so that they are confident and can manage the books. And then the third way that I connect with my clients, and I'm really excited about this, is through my online course. And my brand new online course, Setting Up Your Business in QuickBooks Online, just released last week. So I'm excited because it's going to meet the needs of business owners who just can't take time out of the workday to meet with me or, you know, to sit down and learn QuickBooks on their own. Um, they can actually just purchase the course, log in at 10 o'clock at night or midnight, whenever they have a few minutes, and learn on their own. Again, it's me teaching them how to use QuickBooks, but it's in bite-sized, um, you know, concepts so that they can easily digest it. So those are like the three ways that I um, work with clients. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think as people are listening, they're probably like, oh, I have a course, I have options of coaching, but like, what is so important about, you know, whether it's QuickBooks or, or at least kind of building that knowledge base, why do you think it's so important for people to connect with a CPA? 
I think that the main reason is a lot of people, for example, a lot of business owners find themselves in a situation where they know they're making money. So they're seeing clients, they're billing clients, but the bank account doesn't reflect that. So unfortunately, they're making money, but they don't know where it's going. And so that just speaks to there's a lack of tracking where the money is going so that they can actually look at reports that will give them the information they need to make those business, those solid business decisions. Um, The other thing that a lot of people end up, especially during this time, like you mentioned, is tax time is always so stressful. Um, Every year, we all know April 15th or, you know, whatever the due date is, we know (laughs) it's coming. (laughs) He's coming every year. (laughs) It's just a mad dash you know, January through April 15th um, by small business owners to get those receipts together and to, you know, get everything that they need so they can get the deductions and all those things. And if you just really take the time to get yourself set up properly and then consistently keep the tracking up throughout the year, tax time can be Actually, you can look forward to tax time. I know that may sound crazy, but it's actually true. I do. I mean, I, I love my accountant. He's been my accountant for almost 10 years now, I want to say. Um, and mm. so there's like a familial relationship just as much as like compound my taxes. Um, but I think mm. the other side of it is like, how prepared are you? What systems are you setting up and putting in place? And so I love that you're mentioning that, you know, as we you know, go through this as well. Like don't wait until the due date. So one, I like right. filing my taxes because I like my accountant, but two, it's like, I'm, I'm organized. And if you're organized throughout the entire calendar year, April's yeah. not as scary. <laughs> I mean, if you have to pay, don't get me wrong. If I have to pay taxes, I'm not happy. But, um, right, right. <laughs> but the process of filing should not be right. so bad. Is there anything mm-hmm. else, you know, as people are, Again, whether they're preparing for their taxes or they're figuring out, you know, if, when, and how they should kind of look at what's next in terms of connecting with the CPA or maybe having QuickBooks in their in their business. What are some of those rules for success that you want everyone to kind of walk away with, and definitely things that you're instilling with the people that you know are your clients? There's really probably three principles of success that I talk to my clients about. The first one is, you know, knowledge is key. Um, the lack of financial literacy is a big issue um, for many small business owners. And so I think that being able to gain the knowledge that they need, which is just basically learning some basic accounting bookkeeping basics, that's where I start. It's kind of like accounting 101, right? Here's what you need to know to be able to manage your books. And no, you do not have to have any prior experience in accounting or bookkeeping. Um, So that's probably step one, just having that knowledge or understanding the basics. Um, Step two is do not commingle personal and business funds. And this is not condemnation because I was guilty of doing this too in the beginning. We all are. Because what's happening is you are taking money from your corporate job to fund your small business, right? That's where the money's coming from. So the mindset is, well, my business isn't making money. So why do I need a separate, you know, bank account? 
But having a separate bank account really reduces your stress because you can clearly see what is coming into your business and how much you are spending on your business without mixing your personal you know, finances with that. And so I have ways of just helping my clients to begin the separation of those things, business and personal finances. Um, it's, it's really key and it's, it's stressful, even though they don't realize doing that um, causes stress. The third thing is consistency. And so what I mean by that is once you've got your book set up, the key is to continue to keep them caught up. Now, I'm a type of person where if something's not on my calendar, then it won't get done. It's not a thing. <laughs> right? I so I have to put everything on my calendar. I'm just a planner and, and don't laugh, but I actually have a calendar where I write things in and I also have my electronic oh, calendar I, on oh. my computer. So I, I'm not laughing with you at all. I've had a planner since <laughs> high school and I remember, you know, kind of the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was doing, you know, all these personal development things. I'm seeing mm -hmm. women in their like thirties and forties talking about their first planner and their first agenda. And I'm like, what have you been doing your whole life? <laughs> no. Like it's never too late to start. I'm glad that you're starting <laughs> now, but like, right. that's where my questions are. So the fact that you are still writing things down, I have a dry erase board that's up in my yeah. office. So I can see everything at a glance. And then Obviously, I need that digital connection so I actually show up when show I need to yes. as well. Yes, yes, so it's, yes. It's a matter of having both, but really recognizing what systems you know work for you. But I am not against pen and paper anyway. <laughs> yes, and so um, one of the things that I do is I have the first Saturday of every month. I have blocked out two hours first thing in the morning, um, and that's the time I manage you know, any bookkeeping that has not been done. So mm -hmm. keep in mind, two hours works for me because, you know, two hours a month works for me because of just the activity that I have. And then I have a lot of things that are automated. So my bank account, my credit card accounts, they're all connected to QuickBooks. So I'm not sitting there like a data entry clerk entering all this information in. And that's something I share with my clients. You don't want to be doing that. You want, we're going to automate everything that we can so you can just invest one to two hours a week or a month or whatever works for your volume. And then once that's on the calendar, like anything after 90 days, it becomes a habit. Right. And so it's just it's natural. It's part of what you do. And and that's really what I recommend. So knowledge, getting that knowledge about, you know, financial literacy and understanding what you need to know. Um, stop commingling your business and personal finances and then just be consistent and have that time blocked out on your calendar to manage those books. Yeah, I think, you know, as you kind of mentioned, it's it's easy for someone who's new in their business or <clears throat> a, a solopreneur, even if they have kind of hit a, a full-time status in the work that they're doing to say mm -hmm. like, well, it's all the same. Like, yes, it's your name on all the accounts. So like, it's fine. <laughs> but to have that discipline, if you want your business to be, you know, even a five person company, I'm not saying that you're trying to be, you know, be a billionaire necessarily, but even a five person right. company, you're going to have that separate paycheck. And so to honor your systems on day one or year one of how you want things to look at year five and year 10 is going to set yes. you up for long-term 
success, as you're mentioning those habits that you're building, if you're doing it with these nice habitual consistent systems as one person, when you add in person number two or person number 20 or whatever your big vision dreams are, those systems are in place and you're not back at square one. of like, I added a person, now what do I do? Like, you pay them the same exactly. way you've been paying yourself. Um, and so those systems, you know, doing it, right. it's, it's like riding a bike or learning how to drive a car. You know, you don't get uh, an 18 wheeler kind of tractor trailer driving license. So you've got the basic car license first. And so setting That's up right. your business for success in those same elements of like, okay, I, I'm doing the basic car driving. Now I've upgraded to the pickup truck and now the 18 wheeler <laughs> as you, you know, you grow your business. But I think the part mm-hmm. that I really want to hit on is the profit margins. If you don't know where that money's going or how much is coming in, and you know, create these systems and, and categories and various things, you really won't know what do I want to change? How do I want to change things? And so when it comes to you know, thinking about what's next for my business in terms of what mm-hmm. offer, what offer is working, the one that's bringing in money. Um, exactly. You know, what, exactly. What did I double down on? You know, like, let's look at the books. Is education the thing that's helping you the most? And like, keep investing in your education. I use that broadly, right? Is that coaching? Is that courses? You know, mm-hmm. what's, mm-hmm. what's supporting you? Is it workshops? Is it certifications? Is it right. the technology and the automation that you're using? But like, if you haven't written it down, if you're not systemizing it in QuickBooks or a way of organizing, and I love that you mentioned that, you know, the, the bank card and the, the business credit card are linked mm-hmm. to your QuickBooks. So again, like, mm-hmm. Thank you, technology, for getting us out of this. You know, the, the <laughs> Absolutely. Into a system that's putting it all together for you. I think even my personal bank account, it'll like list the categories. And obviously for personal, it's like shopping, groceries. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, if you, let's do this in both your personal and your business finances and find those ways of like, if you want something to change, look at, look at the facts, the facts, the numbers, the data. That's not going to lie to you. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned looking at the reports to see your profit margins. Um, One of the things that is a huge benefit of using an accounting software system, whether it's QuickBooks or something else, is that you have reliable financial reports. And having those reports can actually help save you money. So let me give you an example. One of the things that I was required to do um, in one of my corporate jobs was to generate reports based on how much money we spent with, let's say, FedEx, for example. And so I would provide those reports to the sales team. The sales team would go into a meeting to negotiate a new contract with Federal Express. And guess what? they had the reports that they needed to show how much money was spent in the previous year so that they could actually negotiate better pricing. And that's something that any small business owner can do if they're purchasing their products from one or two suppliers or purchasing services from one or two people and they're spending quite a bit of money, you have the right to come in and say, hey, I've spent X amount of dollars, 
you know, what can we work? I'd love to continue to give you my business, but I'm going to need, you know, to get a discount um, because, you know, we are a frequent customer, if you will. And that's one of the many ways that you can increase and improve that bottom line is, of course, to reduce the amount of money that you're spending, right, through a discount or some type of special pricing that you've negotiated. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for all the advice. So if you want to give us one more thing or maybe even two things that you recommend, like what are some of these quick and simple adjustments that we can make as we go through 2023 to really mm -hmm. help our business to flourish as this year continues? So I would say one of the other things that you want to do, if you are still using Excel spreadsheets, and and, and trust me, I love Excel because I'm an accountant and I, that's like, I love it. I know it's like the back of my hand. But unfortunately, Excel is not um, a long-term solution. Um, several benefits to using an accounting software program is being able to scan your receipts. So anytime you have a paper receipt, you can actually use the QuickBooks app. If you're using QuickBooks on your phone, take a picture of it, it gets uploaded to the software. And that's one of the number one issues that a lot of businesses have is they've spent the money, but they don't have the proof. They lose the receipt, they misplace it and what have you. And those are tax deductions that you are missing out on. If you don't have that proof, you can't take that deduction. So I would just say um, that that's, that's one of the benefits that basically you will have when you purchase a, a, a accounting software program. I would say the other advice that I would give is, um, and this is something that I just recently did last year, is I had a meeting with, oh yes, and I have a tax preparer as well. People are like, but you're a CPA, yes. But if you don't keep up with all the tax laws, then you don't know what's available for you to deduct. And so to be honest with you, I don't keep up with the tax laws because I'm too busy keeping up with what's the latest and greatest changes in QuickBooks, right? And all these other things. So I have a tax um, professional that I use and I told her that I wanted to meet with her to have a tax planning session. And so what that is, is the tax person will take a look at your financials at that point in time, wherever you are in the year, and they are able to tell you or give you some advice on changes that you can make if you're trying, you know, if your goal is to reduce your tax bill, or maybe you are looking to apply for a loan or a line of credit, they can actually look at your financials and give you some advice and some tax planning strategies, okay? And so I recommend that you do that actually at least once or twice a year. Um, I think it, it can be a huge benefit um, to you. And so if you have a tax person and they're not really willing to sit down and talk to you about strategy, you might want to find another tax professional because <laughs> I've had those as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's, again, there's something, I know there's a bunch of like, oh, you'll your taxes online type of things, but you know, to have someone yeah. who's a human being in your corner to support you and your business, I think is a very, you know, different thing. And like, yes, it costs a little bit more, but I've mm -hmm. personally recognized that the refund's a little bit better too. So like, yeah, happy, to give you, happy to give you a little money so that 
I get the refund that I want um, along the way. And to get that, you know, in-person human advice, especially because these tax laws change more than the windows. <laughs> um, so, exactly. You know, so many great things that you have shared today and I truly appreciate it. Um, I know, you know, as much as you're out educating and training other people um, as one of the things that you're really passionate about of not just like go file your taxes, but here's how you can run a better business. I'd love to know what is the legacy that you are looking to build as you continue the work that you're doing? I want my legacy to be, I want not just business owners, but people period to let go of the limiting beliefs that they tell themselves. So for example, um, a lot of people might think, oh, you know what? I'm not good with numbers or I'm not good with money, right? And um, I just, I'm here to to let people know that that's not true, okay? (laughs) That's not true. Um, And you're talking to a CPA, but you're also talking to someone who struggled with math in school, okay? Um, I was like that student that was like, Miss Straight A's, I have to have an A in everything. And when I got a B, guess what it was in? Math. (laughs) Math. (laughs) Okay, geometry, algebra one, algebra two, pre-calculus, calculus, B, 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 B. And I worked hard for those Bs. (laughs) But bookkeeping is not like the math in school. Okay, it's addition and subtraction. And to be honest with you, accounting software does the heavy lifting for you. Okay. Um, And so that's the thing. I just want people to stop telling themselves that they're not good with numbers. Um, And I, I want to also speak to those business owners who say, you know what, I'd rather work on something else in my business. And I don't want to do my bookkeeping. And that's perfectly fine. Um, if you can't afford to have someone else manage your books, wonderful. Don't do your books. But what I will say is you need to know what that person is doing and you absolutely should still be sitting down with them monthly and going over the numbers. And so that will require you learning some accounting and bookkeeping concepts so that you understand what you're looking at, because those reports are going to help you to make the right business decisions. And so my legacy is just definitely um, empower yourself with knowledge on financial literacy. And it doesn't take an accounting or bookkeeping background to do this. <laughs> I love that. Crystal Lynn, this has been such an informational and inspirational conversation about just the values of like taking ownership in your business and really achieving those goals that we all have, right? The whole pur- purpose of starting your business was to make money. So let's see where it's going exactly. and how it's coming <laughs> in um, as well. And so I really appreciate how you've broken down this conversation as people are listening and they're like, I need more of this. Where can they find you? How can they learn from you? How can they work with you if that's what they want to do next? Yes. So my website is crystallinshelton.com. There you can actually, for new clients, I offer a 30-minute complimentary consultation. So you can complete an intake form and you can schedule a consultation directly on my website. I also have a link there for the online course that I mentioned. If you are interested in setting up your QuickBooks, 
and setting it up on your own when you have time works for you. There's a link there to purchase that course. And for your listeners, Kristen, if they email me at hello at crystallinshelton.com and let me know that they um, heard this interview or listened to this interview, I will give them a 10% discount. So they just have to email me. I'll email them back with the promo code and then um, they can make that purchase. And so, yeah, my website or email is the best way to reach out. Sounds good. Well, I will drop both of those in the show notes so that people can find you and connect with you. Again, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Again, people, if you have not filed your taxes, go do it. Um, go the, do deadline, it. <laughs> the deadline is coming. And again, you know, it's it's just one of those things that we do as business owners. And so there's really awesome moments, but then, you know, there's taxes too. But if you're organized and you use the systems that Crystal Lynn has shared today, then taxes do not have to be a stressful part of your business either. So thank you so much again for being on the show and for sharing with us today. Thanks, Kristen. It was my pleasure. Are you ready to be a dreamer and a doer? An individual strategy session may be your next step. Click the link in the show notes and together we will build your 90-day strategic roadmap to grow a profitable business based on your natural strengths. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. If you enjoyed this episode, please share on your favorite social media platform. And until next time, dream loudly.